guys, welcome to the latest episode of this unbelievable life. I have my dear friend, Angie Humphrey with me and just a quick bio on her. Angie started her TV career 50 years ago in Louisville, Kentucky, and she is still doing her thing, going strong. We love seeing her on TV. Um, she has a BS in theater arts from Murray State University and a master of religious studies or MDIV from the chaplain school at Oakland City. And for those of you who, ha who haven't read our articles, we, we sometimes tap Angie to write articles for our Engage River Valley magazine. So we love listening to her words of wisdom. Um, Angie is married to her husband, George, and they have four children between them and five grandchildren with another one on the way in August. George and she love to cook. He is an artisan bread baker. They love to travel, dine out with friends, and entertain. And I got to tell you, I'm just a little bit jealous every time I see Janie Chef post those entertaining <laughs> pictures. They sure look like they have a fun time at their house. Um, but they simply love to spend time together, too. Most of Angie's time, though, is focused on the two churches that she serves, Fresh Air and St. Lucas UCC. Life is so good, and she is grateful beyond words. And today, she's going to talk to us about the preconceived notions of women and aging. Angie, take it away. Hi there, Nikki. Hi, everybody. Well, it's an interesting topic, especially for someone my age. I'm 70. I'll be 71 in May. And, you know, you, and when I think back of myself, at, even at your age or when I started in television, I was just barely 21. And I remember going to a television studio and watching a show very much like Local Lifestyles. Now, remember, this has been 50 years ago. And the couple hosting the show were in their 70s. And I thought, now this is hilarious. I thought, well, I guess that's where you wind up. You wind up on a morning show. <laughs> Never thinking that's what I would be doing and never realizing, you know, what fun that that this whole genre of television is because I get to meet people like Mickey and Joelle and all of you out there who get to be on the show. But you know, when you're when you're growing up in your career at whatever it is, whether it's in public or whatever, you have these you know, society has given us these preconceived notions about what it means to be an older woman. Now, when I was a kid, all the grandmas in the black and white TV shows had their hair in a bun had an apron on, their bodies were soft, and they were all, they all looked like they were well uh, past 80 or 90, and, and many of them were probably in their 60s or 50s, but that's the image that we all have. It's the image that I had of my grandmothers because that was right in front of me, and I, I neither, I didn't love it or hate it. It just was what it was, what it was, but it, it, it struck me as I began to get into that category of being an older woman, and it all depends on your perspective, right, where, where you are, uh, that why do we buy into those images and why do we accept that that's the only way you can be? And Nikki, I can't tell you how many people say all the time, you've got to age gracefully. Well, what exactly does that mean? I mean, does that mean you tie your hair up in a bun and wear an apron and let your body go? I don't know what that means. I don't know how to age any other way than except the age that I'm the way I'm aging now I, mean, I really don't know what else to do about that do you how do you feel when you see images of you well you have more positive images I think in your generation of older women because we have a lot of dynamic famous older women still doing their thing what what did you think maybe as a younger gal about getting older about your grandmas 
Well, I was just going to say, when I think about my grandmas, you know, it was, it was the white hair. It was the staying at home. And I don't know about you, but I pretty much plan to work till the day that I die. Uh, <laughs> you know, cause I, I just, I love, I love the things that I do. I love the magazine. I love real estate. Um, and I just don't, I don't know if I ever see myself stopping working And my image of, of older women was, you know, after a certain age, they just stayed home. And I, I, that, that does not appeal to me at all. Yeah. I mean it, and yet here, here that there was in that was in your mind that was imprinted in your mind. It was imprinted in mine as well. And so there's something about that conscious decision to say, that's not going to be me. It's okay if it's your path, but it's not going to be my path. And then how do I want that to look and how do I want that to work out? What will am I willing to do to make sure to ensure that, that the path, as far as it depends on me, that the path ahead is, is what I want it to be? Of course, we all encounter health issues. We all have issues with aging as much as I hate to admit it. I try not to make noises when I stand up. And you know, in my mind, I do have those. But you know, if we want to break out of stereotypes, regardless of your age or whatever stereotype it is, a mom, uh, an entrepreneur, uh, a right, doesn't matter if there are stereotypes out there about all of this. So to give yourself permission and the freedom to say, well, that may be, but it doesn't have to be me. I don't have to follow these prescribed paths of being. Um, even if it may be the path of least resistance for all the people around you. And, I, and I, as I was thinking about us talking today, it just occurred to me that so often we live our lives and make our decisions based on the expectations of others or what others want us to be, uh, expect us to be. And if you just live in that, you'll never know who you are. And you'll never know what you can do. I mean, I think about all the adventures you are having, you and Joelle right now, who would have ever thought of the, the stuff you're doing? I mean, we okay. might have all dreamed of it, but to make it happen, that's amazing. I think a big part of that, though, is find, getting in that place in your life where you are you, you find your passion and you find your dream. I always used to say, you know, you need something outside of home and work to make you happy. But when you can live that happy in your career or the things that you're doing, I mean, it's a whole nother level of existence. And that, you know... 10 years ago, I was working a corporate job and I was miserable and I never got to see my kids. But when I reframed what I was doing and that fit me better in my life, it, it opened up so many doors. Yeah, but Nikki, that, you know what guts it took to do that. And you know that there are always going to be people kicking against that decision because, well, what about me? How will you be to me if you change all of that? I mean, everybody's got a little investment in you, sometimes a lot of an investment in you. And I think that's one of the real challenges is to not let anybody else write your script. I, you know? I, my, my goal is to write my own narrative because, you know, back even when I chose to do real estate six years ago, I was coming from the nonprofit sector and I didn't want people to think well, she's just, she's just switching jobs. It's just another job. It has turned into my passion. It has opened so many doors financially for my family. And, and I never would have dreamed that, you know, 10 years ago, I wish I would have done it sooner. Um, but it's about, it's about finally realizing that right fit. Well, well, you know, I'm sure you didn't wake up one day and go, aha. I mean, it was a process of, why do I feel this way? I mean, you were 
able to do what I would encourage everyone to do who's listening or watching is that ask yourself those questions. You know, if you were talking to your best friend or your daughter or your mom or someone else, you always ask these great questions about, you know, what do you really want and how does that feel? We need to ask those questions of ourselves to, to get a perspective to, if you want to make a shift in your life, and I always tell people, you know, the only, the only person in the world is going to make a change in you is you. You, you, you have the ultimate power to stay exactly as you are if you're content with that, or you have the ultimate power to say, I want, I want something more. I want something different. Or maybe you want less. Maybe you want less time away. You want less activity. Whatever it is, there's no judgment in that. But only you can make that decision. And then, of course, you have to get other people on board, oh, like spouses and kids, <laughs> colleagues, and that sort of thing. But it doesn't have to control the direction you are going in your life. It is your story. It is your, to use your words, your narrative. And, you know, one of these days, we're all going to be in a hospice center somewhere and reflecting back on our lives. And I hope that I die in my last breath saying, I did so many wonderful things, not to, for accolades, but because I enjoyed them. I've had so many adventures and had so many experiences and that it was a rich and full life that I have regrets that I didn't try something, um, that I missed an opportunity and missed an opportunity for joy or pleasure or learning something new. And that's, I mean, that's life, isn't it? I mean, that's life. Well, I was told once that life is about settling and I could not disagree with that more. I, I, horrified. Have, I'm horrified. I have a bucket list of life things and I have hit most of them already. And I'm, I'm proud of that fact, but you know, the very few remaining things, you know, I, we can never stop improving. We can never stop learning. So, you know, I'm going after those last things. I am not here to settle. Um, I am here to lead a positive and cheerful life that hopefully I can be of some impact to other people, but I will not settle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've got, you know, it helps. It helps if you do have a, a strong sense of yourself and, and you recognize those moments that give you delight and pleasure and think, I want, I want more of that. I mean, I'm, that's not being hedonistic. It's not being selfish. It's like, I take pleasure in this, whatever it is. I mean, it's playing with your baby chicks or uh, planting your flowers or, or, you know, being with your colleagues or making that sale, making that wonderful, closing the deal. But if you, if you get that burst of pleasure, then that's that's something to seek. That's something to repeat uh, because it's it's good. It, it gives you gives you uh, more energy to do more of that sort of thing. And you're lucky. I'm lucky. We're both so fortunate to be surrounded by positive people. And I, and I realize I can't talk to only from past experience. I can, I can't talk to what it's like to live daily with people who are black holes who suck all the light out of the room. I've done that. Don't do it anymore, but and it's a step. And, and you probably know that as well to let someone's darkness take all your light you know, you have to give yourself permission to walk away from that, no matter what it is. Is it easy? No, but it's possible. And I think that is fantastic advice because yes, I have had those dark hole of people and I have chosen to walk away. And I think that that is, it goes back to not settling. 
each one of us deserves better. And, you know, I, I like to surround myself with the people that love me and support me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, you know, for the two of us, that's one of the things that we can give other people is to invite those who are struggling into our circle to experience that fun and joy and all the positive people around us. Not like you're an empty vessel and I can fill you up. That's not, that's ego. But to say, you know, just come and see how it feels to be completely accepted, completely appreciated for you, who you are. Come where everybody's laughing and creating and energetic ideas and something fun is going on. It's contagious in a good way. I mean, it is a good infection. And I want everybody to have that. That's one of the joys of doing lifestyles, Nikki, you've been on many times, is that I love the connection, but I love telling somebody's story. I just, I just want to, like, I'm turning you around to the world and going, look at her. Look what she's doing. Look at the, the things she's accomplished. I love that, just to shine the light on the people who are change makers and innovators who are compassionate people who create nonprofits out of a personal pain and then make this a wonderful organization that touches the lives of others who are struggling with that. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed that people take their, maybe their sadness and, and change it into a good, a positive for other people. And that's just so heroic. It really is. And that's the one thing I love about the podcast is that I can can spotlight the change makers, the the inspirational and 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 I one hundred percent include you in that that category. And I think it's safe to say that we we are both, you know, living our best lives right now. And I'm grateful for that. I think it's something that that not only, you know, we can turn to God and we can be grateful for that because there are people that are struggling. But I hope that those people can find the light that they find their correct path to. Oh, that's all, that's all you can hope for is that, you know, you can point someone to the light and say, this is what helped me. I don't know what you need, but this is what it took for me to get from this place of the black hole life to this place now. And it's, is, is it work? Yes. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Is it possible? And, and that, that's key. You have to know what's possible. And actually anything is, you know, you're, you're whoever told you that in your childhood, anything's possible. You can be anything you want. It is true. Anything is possible. And you have to step into those possibilities. And some of them will work for you and some of them won't just keep on, keep on trying something new until you find something that uh, makes you sing and celebrate all the time. George and I were saying the other night, we, we don't love our, our our private time just being together. And sometimes we just turn to each other and go, our lives are so good. I should say our life is so good. It's just good. We have a great rhythm together. And again, back to the original topic of aging. And part of that is the wisdom of age is we, we don't struggle with the things you struggle with when you're a young married couple. We just have peace about that. And we do finish each other's sentences. And we do say, I was just thinking at the same time and we're thinking exactly the same thing. It really, that's a real thing. It's, it really does happen. And we're, we're so grateful to be living at this age in our lives and enjoying, enjoying our life and our, our relationships and our acquaintances and the simple things, just a good, 
a good meal that we cook together because we like to do that. It's really, it's, it's Zen it, it, at its truest sense of the word. Well, I think, um, I think I just can't thank you enough for your words of wisdom. First off, um, I, I knew I could count on you to, to kind of brighten our days, but is there any last thing you'd like to add? Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Please hang in there. Find if, if people are throwing your lifelines all the time, grab onto them and uh, don't give up on yourself. You are, as we all are, until the last breath, a work in progress. So find the lights all around you. As Mr. Rogers' mother used to say, look for the helpers. They're out there and they're willing to help you without judging you. So hang in there. Peace, everybody. Peace, Nikki. Thank you so much for being on this latest episode of this unbelievable life. Um, again, we are so grateful for your words of wisdom. And I just wanted to wish everyone a blessed and fabulous rest of the day.